Radical. Welcome to this week's episode of the Print on Demand cast. Each week, join the gnarly Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the totally tubular tools, advice, and strategies you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now on to this week's totally tubular show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode 107 of the Turn on a Mancast. I should say just welcome back to Turn on a Mancast. Now that's 107 because it's the first time you've been here for episode 107. True. So welcome to episode 107 again of the Turn on a Mancast. As you can see, we're not in split screens here. We are uh, in person, which mm-hmm. happens once a millennia. Not really. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... Travis is here uh, in in the person, and so we're here to record this episode and have a good time. I just got to say, it's uh, pretty telling when you like have a higher chair than me. <laughs> so, and... I just noticed that. <laughs> Wait. Oh, you really got to try with this. You know what? Well, this is the back one. I'm, I'm, it reclines. I'm confident in my manhood and my heighthood. So, what the, uh, these okay. So this has a button for everything except, <laughs> like, I, I can recline this, which is a game changer for the rest of the work week. Uh, there we go. Oh, there ah, it is. Yeah, okay. and then we can just tilt that down. down. Okay, a little bit, a little All extra. Right. Um, uh, yeah, a little extra production value. Yeah, or lack are, thereof. You guys are welcome. <laughs> For all of it. Well, it is Tuesday. Usually we record on a Monday, but it was a holiday this yeah. last Monday, and you were camping. So tell tell us how was uh, how was the excursion into lake? It was. We didn't actually <laughs> do an excursion into the lake, but yeah, we camped at a uh, a lake called uh, Lake Carter, which is kind of between Longmont and Loveland. Mm-hmm. And a gorgeous lake. We were actually up on this hill, and we had the whole panoramic view of uh, the whole lake, and um, really, really beautiful campsite. Got a little microburst on Saturday as a as a storm yeah. passed by, or Friday rather, as a storm passed by, and we had to break everything down and um, freaked out for a little bit. But <laughs> for the most part, like we had an amazing time. It was great, you know. Um, there's there's no fire ban, so we were able to have right. like a fire, you know, and um, Smoked a couple cigars, had a few beers, had a little whiskey, um, enjoyed. It was just our family, so we had a lot of really great conversation and um, had a paddleboard out there. We were on the lake and um, actually brought a second paddleboard that I bought on Amazon. And as we were blowing it up, the seam popped. And so, (laughs) yeah, exactly. So we've got to, um, we've got to, we turned that, but it was still fun. We had a we had a really great time. Brought our dogs out, and um, really fun fun weekend. Nice. Although Sunday, you know, or I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, today, you've got that three day weekend. You know, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and uh, we had one person call in and one other person that was taking a day. So we were light staffed today. It was uh, quite the Monday on a Tuesday, so yeah. to speak. You know, yeah, the Mondays on Tuesdays seem to definitely. Uh, compensate for it not being on an actual monday uh in my yeah. experience it seemed to be a little more intense how was your how was your weekend well my weekend was great until saturday um so <laughs> let's see friday had some dinner with friends for house sitting which is why we're here mm-hmm. in uh, megan and jason's shop 
Um, and so house sitting, watching the dogs, working. And uh, Thursday was great. Friday, woke up a little bit with uh, with a little bit, I should say, of uh, discomfort in my right foot. Thought it was strange, but I was still able to walk on it. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe it'll go away. I don't mm-hmm. care. I had dinner plans that night, so there wasn't going to be much that deterred me from going out. So I was like, it'll be fine. And um, went to a barbecue place here, uh, close to here. Had their brisket cheesesteak, which is the only thing I ever order there because it's delicious. Um, had a beer, then went to a brewery down the like a block away. Had a Bloody Mary, played some games. And then Saturday morning woke up and could not put any weight whatsoever mm. on my right foot. Friday, I could kind of limp around by getting up while I could the, the top of my foot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but Saturday, it was a no-go. Mm. And so... I have, I've been dealing with a severe case of gout. I think I don't, there's nothing else I would have done to really fracture. It feels exactly like a twisted ankle or a super bad sprain. Mm. Um, Lots of swelling in the, in similar places. Um, So since Saturday, I've been dealing with that. So Sunday was, I finally got crutches. Yesterday was a pain. Mm. Um, Today it feels better. I can usually tell through the night the amount of discomfort that I experience will determine how much better it's gotten <laughs> in the last day. But for those of you that don't really know what gout is, it's just a buildup of uric acid. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a form of arthritis and it, it happens a, pretty frequently with people, but it's brought on, I mean, red meat, excess red meat, which I had a bunch of brisket uh, and an alcohol, had a, some mm-hmm. drinks Friday night, definitely exacerbated the issue. Um, and wearing tight shoes probably wasn't a great idea either as I was going out. So you were high heels, didn't you? I did. It mm-hmm. was good. It was good. Uh, my wife loves it when I do that. Those things are killers. Yeah. It's all a joke by the way, people. Um, anyway, so yeah, so that's what I've been dealing with and trying. It's well, been, cheers to you getting better. Oh, wait. Yeah. Can't have that yeah. yet. Gonna, <laughs> gonna lay off of that for the last couple of days, which isn't, incredibly difficult unless i'm recording a podcast or playing poker with you or hanging so, out with me in, yeah, any, in, in any capacity <laughs> so um so yeah I'm, I'm hoping it gets better by you know thursday have some plans this weekend that i would like to not have to cancel um but but we will we will see what happens it feels really weird to not be able to do anything hmm. around the how like help madeline with anything because yeah. I'm like, can you do this? My like, listen, I can't. My leg is exhaust. Like my left leg is so tired from hopping, <laughs> and you know what I mean. Like it's been ridiculous. So, and it's just frustrating. Like today, I needed to go to my apartment to pick up some stuff. But it's like I don't want to do it by myself mm-hmm. and go in with the crutches and navigate the stairs. And how do I hold things when I have crutches? It's just not. It's just not worth it. Yeah. So um, I'm really looking forward to be fully self sufficient. And I've noticed today as I'm like looking around my the guest room and like where I'm staying, I'm staying in Megan and Jason's room because their dogs can't not sleep <laughs> on their bed. Okay. Okay. So I'm like looking around and like, man, I really need to like pick some, pick up a little bit, but I don't have the strength or the willpower to do anything mm. um, besides try and lay on the couch and ice my foot. So that's been my holiday weekend. Fun. It's been a great time. Mm. Um, yeah. I didn't do anything fun. Killing me, Yeah, you're not kidding. It is not, it has not been a great time. I don't, I do not recommend at all. Gout. <laughs> don't try it. One star. <laughs> One star. Don't do it. And I was telling Travis, like, the hard part is, is that, like, when it heals, it's like, okay, well, now avoid those things that trigger gout. I'm like, yeah, but red meat and beer is like two of my favorite things in the world. Right. So, what the hell am I supposed to do? 
You know, you just Become suffer. A pescatarian? No, God, no. no. I do not like fish. Not, not a chance. No, not that's terrible. That's incredibly accurate, Charles. <laughs> so, with that, I feel. I think. I think it's a lot of waffle. A lot of waffle. good waffle. Yeah. Though. Let's waffles. give the people what they want, though. Yeah, let's give them what they want with this week's point of interest. Every time. I feel like we should have unmuted the mic so they could have heard us singing along <laughs> that yeah. beautiful ballad. Yeah, we could have, we could have <laughs> harmonized and uh, made it even more beautiful. Mm. This week's point of interest, uh, Travis, you brought to my attention the Amazon Health Dashboard. Mm-hmm. First of all, what does that even mean? What's a health <laughs> dashboard? Well, if you sell on Amazon, um, basically the health dashboard is the health of your account. And so... yeah. Um, it's, it's something that any seller on Amazon should be aware of. And, uh, it, it tracks like, um, everything from like how fast your packages actually get delivered to your customers, you know, you're, so if you're late, you know, you you get kind of knocks against your account. Um, it handles all the IP notices, suspected intellectual property violations, which Amazon, uh, the suspect, the whole suspected, and don't get me started on that because it's just ridiculous. Um, that yeah, so it, it basically tracks the health of your account. I mean, yeah. it obviously Amazon Health dash, Dashboard, you kind of figured that out. But what um, what I heard actually from Uncle Mike, he was telling me that um, he has he has seen a new um, a new Amazon Health Dashboard. Hmm. So like in your account, you go to the Amazon Health. And you have your dashboard and you have all that. And they're kind of revamping that. And it seems as though they're rolling it out kind of on a, like on a beta level or, you know, just with a few accounts. accounts. Yeah. Just to see kind of what it's going to do and they can, um, and it's changed the way um, kind of those, those strikes against your account are measured, I guess. Okay. Um, so currently if you go to your Amazon health health dashboard and you haven't been switched over to the new dashboard, um, you'll see kind of this green, yellow, red measure, like, you know, kind of with an arrow and it says something like healthy at risk and unhealthy or something like something like that. Yeah. Can't, I'm not hundred percent sure. Cause I can't log into my account right now and sure. check, but, um, and so you'd kind of know where you were at and, and, um, you can actually appeal these, di- and you should <laughs> actually appeal these different IP. Even if even if you're in the wrong, you can still sometimes get those knocked off of your account, and it can help your health, yeah. help the health of your account. Um, because you never know when one's going to come up. You know, you can you can have you can do all of the right things and have you know checked all of the trademark databases and all of that stuff, all of the copyright you know yeah. stuff. And then you have a product that's selling for one or two or three or four years and somebody registers that as, you know, as that phrase or whatever. And all of a sudden you get an intellectual property violation. Um, And you had no idea because, you know, it was fine for three years, but now it's not. Yeah. Um, And so you, you can, you know, that all of those, 
all those trademarks and copyrights, they all have codes that are associated with them. So the code is associated with the type of product that that copyright or that phrase um, that that person has legal rights to. Mm. So, you know, there's a different code for T-shirts than there are for coffee mugs. And yeah. so if you have like a coffee mug and someone files a trademark for the T-shirt, you're actually not typically technically violating them. But Amazon, honestly, for the longest time, they don't give a crap. Yeah. They, they just, you know, if it's in there, they're going to strike against you. So you can appeal that and you yeah. can say, hey, this is the wrong code, et cetera, et cetera. And they'll come back and they'll give you a form and they'll say, sorry, too bad. And you sure. just keep pushing, pushing, pushing you know, appealing, 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 and eventually you can get those things knocked off. So that's, that's a pro tip, by the way, if you are an Amazon seller. Mm -hmm. um, so they've changed this whole um, dashboard to uh, not go from like green, yellow, red, they've changed it to a, a number score. Right. And it's like one to a thousand. And so if you're under a certain number, and this is all theoretical because we don't really quite <laughs> understand, yeah. you know, Amazon is so left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. Yeah. Um, but if it's under a certain level, you can get an auto suspension. So your whole account just gets shut down. They can keep your money. That, I mean, it's, it's terrible. It's terrifying. Um, but the cool thing is you can still kind of, even while suspended, you can still attack these uh, intellectual property violations, these um, other things that are on your health dashboard, and you can raise that score. And the cool thing is, is that if you get it above a certain number, they automatically reinstate you. So it's kind of cool that, um, I, I mean, the reinstating part <laughs> anyway. Yes. Um, so I, I think ultimately it could be a, a lot more, I guess, predictable okay. than the the three levels of, you know, because I know people that are like at risk and, and in the unhealthy in the red, that's still, they're still selling on Amazon. They, you know, they still, they're not suspended. Sure. And I also know people that are in the yellow that do get suspended. So it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of arbitrary. It's kind of arbitrary. Yeah, yeah, sounds accurate. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, left hand knowing what the right is doing exactly. But there is uh, coming up next week the Accelerate Conference. It's an Amazon conference. It's mm -hmm. in Seattle. It's also doing live kind of Zoom broadcasts. I don't know how they're really getting it out to mm -hmm. the virtual audience, but. Um, you can register for free 99 if you have an Amazon <laughs> seller account. So just Google Amazon Accelerate Conference. Don't Google just Accelerate Conference because you'll get something strange in Salt Lake. I don't know what that one is. And <laughs> we do not co-sign it, okay? We don't know what you'll learn at that one. But at the Amazon Accelerate Conference, there they will be shedding some additional light on this particular yeah. subject about the health dashboard. I think one of these sessions is actually dedicated to kind of unpacking right. what this exactly means. And so, you know, I think hopefully by the time, you know, next week or an episode down the road, maybe we can do a follow-up and mm -hmm. kind of explain in detail for those of you that are selling on Amazon, even drop shipping on Amazon, whether right. it's, you know, Printful's fulfilling for you or whoever, uh, it's definitely good to, to know because it directly is tied to your ability to sell on Amazon. So you obviously want to keep your account health up, right. obviously. So. Well, yeah, we should do a follow-up on that and see mm -hmm. what exactly that looks like and what exactly it is. Yeah, I think I th if I remember right, the that that session I think is like next Thursday. Okay. Um, so a week from this Thursday, I believe. I'm not 100% sure, but um, like right in the middle of the day. So, you know, like I think for me it's like 12.15 to 1.15 or sure. something, something around that time. But I'm going to tune in. Um, I know uncle Mike is also going to tune in. We're going to 
kind of compare notes afterwards yeah. and just talk through some of the uh, what we are gleaning from from that talk because I you know I mean the, and there's there's obviously plenty of other you can sure. go look at the schedule if you just Google Amazon Accelerate Conference um, and and if you do have an account you can sign up and then you can see kind of the list of things that they're going to be talking about and if something catches your eye by you know by all means try to log in and, yeah. and get there it's all free so um, the actual event is sold out now, but you can watch, like we said, you can virtually. watch for free virtually. So, yeah. Sweet. Well, we will keep you guys abreast of this situation and let you know the developments. But uh, we're going to go ahead and transition out of this and just go straight to our main event. Ladies and gentlemen, the main event. Perhaps not as many um, harmonies in that one. No, but still, if you Ed Sullivan, yeah, Ed Sullivan show. Yeah. Speaking of that, have you watched the new Elvis movie yet? I have not. It's on HBO Max now. Don't know if you have that, but it's. I think I do via my daughter. Sweet. Well, that's why you have kids. Yeah. See, Uh, you know, it's a good movie. (laughs) Uh, That Ed Sullivan thing just reminded me of that. Anyway, for this week's main event, you guys, you know what time it is. It happens every year. (laughs) And we have to ask the same question. Are you ready for Q4? Because Q4 is here. Emotional damage. <laughs> and so whether you realize it or not, it's upon you. Mm-hmm. And so every year on the Print on Demand cast, we like to do our best to make sure that you are aware of what you need to be aware of heading into Q4. If this is your first Q4 listening to us, this information will be new to you. Mm -hmm. If you've been listening since the beginning, this information will be some repeat, some new stuff in there, obviously, because Mm -hmm. we continue to grow and learn as we go through our own Q4s uh, here on the Print on Demand cast. But this is stuff that um, you can kind of glean from. It's stuff that can kind of be applicable, I think, regardless of if you're doing production in-house or whether you're doing drop shipping or whatever whatever your business model looks like, just some stuff to maybe keep aware of. Um, There's definitely something in this list that will apply to you. So um, yeah. maybe listen to it again, go back. I'm saying that before we even talk about it. I don't know how good this quality is going to be. <laughs> I'm just telling you, go back and listen to it again. <laughs> Pull a Fiona, listen to it three times. Um, so, okay. So <clears throat> the annual Q4 checklist. Number one, order flow. Mm. Do you have a good system for processing orders? Now is the time to really kind of take a granular look at what that system looks like while it's September 1, first week of September. Because if you wait to see if it will hold, it's kind of will hold the capacity when you get to November and December, odds are something's going to break. Yep. And you're going to have to re, re, or circle back and try and, you know, put the fingers in the holes of the mm-hmm. ship as water is coming on. And yeah. so it's better now to really, you know, try and break whatever system that you have. Yeah. I, I remember when I was a um, in youth ministry years ago, there was this pastor and I, I, I think I told the same story a year ago on our <laughs> checklist, but um, I remember him saying something that uh, really kind of has stuck with me all these years and I used it in youth ministry and I've used it in every business I've been a part of. And, and he said, basically, don't build for where you are now, 
build for where you want to be. And, yeah. and I, th- I feel like that's kind of a theme on the print on demand cast. We are always talking about building for what you want to be. That's the yes. whole scaling idea of yeah. this whole thing, but it's never more important than it is in November and December. <laughs> um, you, because you're going to be in a different place in November and December if you're in e-commerce. Yeah. It's different than September. It's yeah. different than July. It's different than Mother's Day. You know, I mean, all of those holidays are dwarfed in comparison with Christmas and Hanukkah and, you know, all of the December holidays, the yeah. gift giving holidays. Yeah. Um, and so if you're not building for that right now, you're building for failure or, mm. or at least pain. Sure. <laughs> sure. It's going to be self-inflicted. Whatever you encounter, if you don't do that is partially self-inflicted, right. I would think. Right. Um, uh, we have an episode in the archives, episode 16 talks about order flow more in depth. Mm-hmm. Um, you can avail yourself of that in the archives if you have not already. One thing to also keep in mind is custom orders. We've talked a yeah. lot on this show about how customizability is a huge thing. Um, amongst people, especially when it comes to gift giving, yeah, because they're able to give their loved ones something that doesn't exist for anyone else it has their name on it, or their family's name or their picture or their dog's picture or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. There's going to be some custom orders that you will get if you are offering that, that service on your, your platform. So mm-hmm. a couple of things you have to ask yourself is how, how is the art being collected? Um, you got to figure out a very efficient way for art to be able to get to the production team, whether mm-hmm. it's in-house or whether it's elsewhere, um, to make sure that that's going to be accurate. Because yeah. there's nothing worse uh, than sending the wrong personalized <laughs> product to somebody. Um, and with, have, with that deadline looming of Christmas. Yes, you know? and they show up and the template says your last name here and then they get the sign and it literally says your last name here because the production person <laughs> thought the art or didn't have the art. Right. Like I've experienced that mm-hmm. and you know how furious people are mm-hmm. um, because Grandma Jill isn't going to get her customized wooden right. sign. So you got to make sure that there's a, a streamlined process for that. Yeah, there's a, a lot of, I think a lot of our listeners are probably, you know, you're doing, if you're doing custom, you're probably doing custom on Etsy. Um, and most of that is unfortunately a manual process. It's a, it's an email back and forth. You might get everything you need in the initial order. And if you do, that's great. But if not, there is kind of a a back and forth, but even if you do get all the information, you still got to type that into the template. You got to make sure that, you know, it's spelled right. Yeah. uh, Everything, you know, and, and, and so it might be a time to, um, you know, invest in a a virtual assistant that can help you with this because, if you're normally getting one to two, you know, custom items a day, right? All of a sudden in Q4, you know, that could be 10, 15, yeah. you know, in a day. And so there's just a lot more. And if you have a, a regular nine to five, you know, you're going to work, um, that can that can start piling on itself, you know. And so it might be a good time to 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 invest in in looking into perhaps a, a virtual assistant to help you. You know, you can and you can get a virtual assistant to help you just a few hours a day. You don't have to yeah. pay them 40 hours a week. Right. Um, and, and you can get a virtual assistant from anywhere. And we've talked about this ad nauseum uh, on, on, in other episodes, but you can get them from anywhere from three to five bucks, six yeah. bucks, you know, I mean, something simple, like yeah. just type this into a template every time and send it to this person or, you know, email this person, this thing, if they didn't actually attach right. it or whatever. And this, you know, and, and, and then when you get it back, type it into the template. Um, there's some pretty easy kind of, uh, standard operating procedures, you know, basically 
a list of things to do when these yeah. custom orders come in that you can create and hand off to somebody. So it's getting done even when you're at your nine to five. Yeah. Um, but that's something that you really need to consider, particularly if you're doing custom orders. I mean, it's a lot easier when everything's just, you know, standardized sure. and well, it's not custom and, and yeah. it just comes in and it goes out, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but when you're doing custom, that's something that you need to think about because your volume will increase. Yeah. In yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. The next thing you want to think about is pricing. Um, are you are, are are you considering or, or taking into consideration the rising cost of goods? Um, you are not a stranger to the thought of inflation. Yep. Should you be living in the United States, <laughs> right? Uh, it is very prevalent, and it has caused a ripple effect and a rise of of everything mm -hmm. as far as the cost. And so those need to be reflected in your pricing. Um, the good thing is, you know, that we have found in the past is that it's a good idea just to raise your prices anyway during Q4 because <laughs> sure. people will pay more mm -hmm. for that gift, that mug, that shirt, that sign that they want to give on Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, there's a few times in people's lives when they have no regard for the financial cost of what's happening. And it's mainly Christmas and weddings. Yeah. Uh, they really don't care. Um, mm -hmm. so raise that price a little bit, see if you can get a little bit more just for that season. I know you've done that in the past before as yeah. well, but in a more practical way, you do need to probably now, while we're kind of seeing the storm coming, um, analyze what that cost of goods are, the cost mm -hmm. of goods are the rising cost of shipping yep. and making sure that it's reflected in your pricing so that you're not going through Q4 thinking that you're smashing it. It's just, Man, no, I can't believe all the money, all the sales. It's amazing. And then when you look back and you do all of your accounting and and dot the the I's and cross the T's, you're now making much less than you thought because right. you didn't consider how much more expensive everything is. Yeah, I remember back when we were first starting with coffee mugs, uh, 11 ounce coffee mugs is what I actually started printing with. And I remember you could ship them pretty much anywhere in the United States for 450 or less wow. first class. And now, um, I mean, I'm sending first class for 560, 575, um, you know, for an 11 ounce coffee mug. That's, yeah. that's a significant portion <laughs> of my profit, you know? Yeah. Um, and so are you considering that or have you gone through and actually looked at what these things are costing? I, I, I'll bet if you are fulfilling through somebody else, your prices have gone up this year. <laughs> One, 100%. Yet you still got those, you know, people on Amazon that are selling for 1099, yep. you know, and it's like, <laughs> what are you freaking doing? You morons, you know, but my, the point remains like, look at your actual costs, take the time now in September to really, really dial that in, understand yeah. what you need to make that, you know, 20 to 30% margin on your products. Yep. And make a plan to roll that out in the next few months so you can take advantage of the, the the buying season that is, you know, November, you know, Black Friday really is kind of yeah. when it really starts taking off crazy. It does it it, it does um, accelerate through November um, yeah. through, you know, because people do buy early and such. But really, once you hit once you hit that Black Friday and then the from like the fifth to the 15th. You know, even up to like the if you can get it there in time, if you know, if your listings are saying that you can actually get it there in time, even up to the 20th, 
it it'll blow Black Friday away. Yeah. <laughs> and and so you want to make sure that your prices um, are are where you want it to be because like like you just said, you don't want to look back and go, man, I sold more than I did last year, <laughs> I but I less. made less. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's never where you want to be, and it's a very sobering place to be. Yeah, when you actually realize that. The next thing would be. Are you tracking your orders? And I'm not necessarily talking about, you know, tracking information to the customer because right. a lot of that is outside of your control. Be prepared for a lot of that where <laughs> you're like, where the hell did it go? Um, USPS completely lost it. It's in God's hands now. You just have to pray <laughs> and, and hope that it manifests wherever it was supposed to go. <laughs> what we're talking about is keeping track of what is selling and how much of it is selling. Not only right. necessarily, of course, design-wise, product-wise, but also keeping in mind materials-wise. Mm -hmm. How much bubble wrap did you go through? Mm -hmm. How many bo mug boxes did you go through? How yep. many t-shirt blanks did you move through? The reason is on, on both in both of those cases, if you do that, you'll have a leg up on the process next Q4 because you right. have some data to base your decisions off of. If this is your first Q4, it is, it is pretty hard to try and gauge what exactly you will and will not sell through. You don't want to have too little. You don't want to have too much. Right. And usually you try and buy somewhere in the middle. And at the end of the, at the, end of the year, you probably aired on one side or the other and mm -hmm. still ran out or had excess. It's just typically how it usually goes for Q4. Yeah. So the best way to hedge those bets and kind of protect yourself is just to document how much of, of what is, is selling? And of course, on Amazon and Etsy and stuff, there's there's reports you can pull mm -hmm. to find that kind of stuff out. But it's just impair it's really important so that you yeah. give yourself a little bit of a break. Future you will think <laughs> past you if yeah. you if you have that consideration. Now I'll say I'll say, you know, uh, we talk about this all the time. Spreadsheets, you know, uh, are gonna be your friend here. And yeah. sorry, not sorry. That's just kind of the way it is. Um, <laughs> but even then. You know, even with spreadsheets, um, there's still room for kind of mistakes or maybe yeah. not mistakes, but just uh, oversights. Oversights. Yeah. And so, for for example, I just wanted to tell this story. Um, we fulfill for, you know, some pretty big customers and uh, Uncle Mike is one of our people. And, and my Uncle Mike is like a spreadsheet genius. <laughs> he keeps track of all. So we actually were really... Um, we were really fortunate to have access to his like previous Q4s. And so, and we, we continue to, but so we, last year we looked at all of these Q4, uh, his Q4 numbers from the year before, and we decided, okay, um, we don't want to have to depend on the supply chain, which as if you've sold for a couple of years, you know, Q4 can get crazy with COVID and all of that. It's been really challenging. And so last year we were like, okay, in September, let's look at what he sold you know, in November, December, and January, yeah. and let's order, you know, like all of that. Yeah. Basically all of the, you know, the boxes, the bubble, like you say, the bubble wrap, the, the, the blank t-shirts, the blank mugs, all of these things. And he had a down year and, um, and we still use some of that stuff for other customers, sure. but at the end of the year or at the end of, you know, kind of January, we still had boxes upon boxes of one was camping mugs. He sold a crap ton of camping mugs in 2020. Not so much in 2021. We're finally, finally in September, we finally had to order new camping mugs. <laughs> um, nice. So I guess what I'm saying is, um, is don't beat yourself up if you're tracking these things and sure. you miss it. Sure. It's okay. You'll eventually sell through that stuff. 
um, you'll eventually use all of that stuff. It might be cash kind of tied up for you, but um, it's more important that you, I would rather overbuy than underbuy. Yeah. I think that's kind of the moral of the story. Um, we overbought and like I said, our cash was tied up, but eventually we got we'll through it all. It. Yeah. Yeah. We moved it all. And we're going to do the same thing. We're going to look last at last year and we're going to, we, we actually have a meeting, I think either tomorrow or Thursday of this week where we're talking about all that stuff so we can put our orders in and, um, you know, kind of prepare for the storm that's coming. Yeah. Yeah. So spreadsheets, spreadsheets always, always comes back to spreadsheets. You're killing me, Smalls. Uh, so the next item on the list, if you're doing fulfillment, and we kind of touched on this in the last point, but do you have enough product or shipping supplies? Now, typically, don't quote us, Uline <laughs> is doing free shipping for the month of September. Um, so now would be a perfect time to put in those orders, save on the shipping, and right. have your stuff there. Even if you're not going to really break into it until November, December, it doesn't matter. Um, the savings on shipping is probably a, a good enough motivation for you to make that make that order. So yeah. Yeah. If, if you don't have enough, what are your systems for ordering before <laughs> you run out, uh, which I think is a lesson that it has to, I think it has to be learned the hard way. Oh my gosh. Not. In 2020, I was running all over the city of Denver trying to find bubble wrap <laughs> because our main supplier had run out. We didn't pre-buy yeah. and we didn't have it on the floor. Now, you know, 2021, we did, we had them stock it all for us on the floor and we were just pulling it as we needed it. But in 2020, I did, I learned the hard way. I, I bought, bubble wrap from Walmart yeah, at one point. For way I mean, too much money. <laughs> yes, for way too much money. I was just going off, calling, making phone calls. I was driving all over the place trying to find bubble wrap. So yep. yeah, make sure <laughs> that you're stocked up. Um, and that goes back to our previous point. You know, hopefully you have some type of forecast for what you're going right. to sell. Right. And then, you know, if something happens, having backups of right. those things, you know, um, I think, you know, not only in shipping supply, but if you're doing production in house, like machines, like be sure you ha- yeah. have some kind of contingency. If something were to happen yeah. to a machine, if it were to go down, God forbid, um, what are you going to do that would remedy the the downtime with that machine not being active? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like in like Travis said, pre buying for supplies, so you have those backups if you're mm-hmm. running out of, or you use bubble wrap more. F- quickly than you thought you would or whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um, there's always something having backups is better. It's better to have than to have not. We kind of the moral of the story. We used to kind of be each other's backups for That's like, true. for coffee mugs and yeah. for, you know, yeah. inks and yeah. things like, you know, lots of different calls. Like, um, hey, do you have a case of mugs I can use? Or hey, do you have an ink yeah. I can borrow? And now I don't have that thing to fall back on. <laughs> so I've got to do even, I have to be even more diligent, yeah. you know, to make sure that we have everything that we need and and not come in on a Monday and go, oh my gosh, we only have five <laughs> five cases of mugs. Right. Um, and it's gonna take a week for them to get here. And we sold five cases of mugs over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you're screwed. Yep. Then that's not a good place to be. Next on the list would be maximize your assets. Now, this is something that's different that we added to this year's uh checklist mm-hmm. as opposed to last year's. Um, but we've talked a lot about this on the show as well, where you, if you're, if you're designing t-shirts and you've got, I don't know, a thousand t-shirts, 2000 t-shirts on, on your platform, like a hundred, a hundred t-shirts, t-shirts yeah. 200 t-shirts doesn't have to be that high. Um, if you have those designs, those are assets that you can use. Now, not all of them will translate depending on what they are, but the majority of them, mm-hmm. 
you can use on mugs, on home decor, on signs, on pillowcases, on mm-hmm. tea towels, on you have all of these assets. And so you can take the ones that are selling the best and repurpose them on different right. items and make more money off of something that you already paid once to be created. And it's probably paid for itself already. Mm-hmm. So then you're just making more profit off of that one asset yep. and using random stuff. I know I mentioned home decor, but you can mm-hmm. do ornaments or yeah, like stickers, pop sockets, key, like, yeah. you know, all those types of things. Yeah. We're talking about Christmas. So why not have, you know, maybe, maybe have a couple of ornaments, find some places that you can do ornaments. Mm-hmm. Ornaments do super incredible in November and December. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, and then, like you say, the stickers, pop sockets, stocking stuffers. Yeah. You know, that's what people are going to look for that maybe a little closer to Christmas. But as they're kind of filling out, you know, you've got a budget for, you know, $250 for Joe, your kid or whatever. And you've only got to 200. Well, you got to find there's something in our brain that makes us spend that extra 50. Got to find all the tchotchke shit. (laughs) (laughs) So take advantage of that as a provider, you know, make sure that your products or your product selection has some higher value items and some lower value items. So you can kind of capture all those types of buyers because all of those types of buyers are coming to your store. Yeah, (laughs) they will. They'll be there. They're searching on Etsy. They're searching on Amazon. They're searching on Walmart. And, and you want to be in a position where you can capitalize on those buyers. Yeah. 100%. Often I think there's a sentiment of like, well, no one's going to search for that. No one's going to buy a snail with a shell of, pancakes with syrup on it no one's gonna buy anything no one's gonna buy a tea towel with that on it mm-hmm. well my wife sold like you're wrong 25 of them yeah <laughs> and it's the dumbest thing i've ever seen mm-hmm. i would have told her no one's gonna buy that but she did it and mm-hmm. she was right so there's always gonna be you never know you never right. know someone's going uh, uh, a principal of when i was in, in in college for acting they always told us Regardless of what role you are on stage, understand that there is always someone watching you mm-hmm. to communicate to us to always be in character, always be in the moment. Don't be you know, messing around and breaking the, the, the fourth wall, whatever. So if I had to say anything, someone's always searching mm-hmm. for the crazy stuff, <laughs> right? for the stuff that you're offering that you think no one, someone is always searching for that. Yeah. So don't be discouraged. Throw it out there. See what happens. And the other thing that, you you know, as you're building out these other pieces and it's not something we actually wrote down, but it's just, it's probably, it's probably its own point, but that's okay. Yeah. It can also, I think it can also kind of go along with this um, advertising, you know, yeah. um, as you were talking, you were talking about like someone's always searching for the crazy stuff. Someone is always punching in way too many search terms <laughs> and, and, and hopefully maybe somehow if you do like, and on Amazon, you can do sponsored ads and you can do an automatic and, um, and maybe you get like a super, super long tail thing that you spent 10 cents on to actually place it on the page for snail syrup <laughs> you know, or whatever, you know, and you're the only person that's advertising towards snail syrup. So yeah. you're probably going to get the sale. Yeah. Um, so advertising can also kind of, you know, maybe a low cost, more of an automatic style of advertising, particularly on Amazon. You can get a lot of that long tail yeah. um, traffic to your listing and, and maybe you're the only one that's actually showing up for it. Yeah. So why not do it? Give it a shot. You really, I mean, the worst case scenario is you're out the advertising money, but best case scenario is you sell and yeah. you move. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Next, talking about bestsellers, let's talk about, do you have a backup supplier for your bestsellers? If you're not doing mm-hmm. production in-house, if you're doing drop shipping, yeah. um, and you have it through Printful or I don't know, there's so many of them. Make your mark, make your mark designs. I'm like, you should have them um, So, but the question is, do you have a backup supplier for your bestsellers? Because there could be, and probably will be a scenario where you're preferred vendor or your preferred supplier is out of stock with a particular size, color, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever that variation might be. If they're out of stock of that thing, mm-hmm. who is going to fulfill that order for your customer? Definitely happened in 2020. Oh you know, yeah, for sure. Somewhat happened in 2021. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe that seller didn't have all the mugs that they needed. Right. You know, pointing at myself right now, you know, I mean, so who are you going to have as a backup supplier? There were a lot of stockouts in 2020 yeah. and, and we're still hearing, um, you know, kind of in the, the e-commerce space that there's still going to be supply chain um, issues coming into uh, with apparel, particularly sure. um, coming into this Q4. And, and hopefully we're kind of through most of the storm for that particular issue. But it could happen. Yeah. And so who do you have as 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 a backup supplier? What happens if all of a sudden your your supplier runs out of coffee mugs? Do you have somebody? <laughs> right now is the time to make sure that you have somebody. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be make your mark design. It can be anybody, but make sure that it's not just, oh, I can just Google at the time and figure it out. No, no make a plan right now. Yeah. Sign up for that account, maybe even do a test order. From you know from that account, yep. just so you know that when you know push comes to shove, you do have a backup. Yeah, yeah, because you again you don't want to learn this lesson the hard way. Yeah, you you're gonna learn today. Uh, so, moving on, have, again, bestsellers is all kind of ties in together. Mm-hmm. But have you considered with your bestsellers doing FBA? Uh, fulfillment by Amazon or WFM, Walmart. What is it? Walmart, Walmart, uh, Walmart fulfillment, WFS. Oh. Typo. WFS, you say. <laughs> Walmart You're fulfillment services. Me, <laughs> Walmart fulfillment services. All right. Yeah. So basically, that it's essentially um, FBA for Walmart sellers is what we're talking about. Right. Um, but it's a good way to kind of again, if you have the data from the previous Q4 and you know what is sold well, or you have a good track record the last handful of months, if this is your first Q4 and it's your best seller and you're, and you figure, well, okay, we've done this much a month. So maybe multiply that by a multiple of two and a half or whatever. You can send those bestsellers into FBA to Amazon or to Walmart. And then they'll show up with the prime list, the prime badge on it, and they will fulfill it for you. And that does take a lot of the load. Yeah off of yourself um, because all of those orders that would have come in to you for you to fulfill by X date and you have to do it all in house or what have you um, you can then just relax because Amazon won't be fulfilling those yeah. and you can be making another order to send in to FBA or WFS or what have you. Yeah, we do FBA um, every other week. We have, we run reports. We have, I have an actual VA that runs all these reports. Right. We look at everything and we say, how much stock do we have? How much, do we anticipate selling? And we create a list of FBA products that we then make and send into Amazon. Obviously, we do that on a much larger scale yeah. coming into Q4. And that's part of what we're going to be talking about this week in that Q4 meeting. Sure. Um, at, like, what do we want to do? And we are looking at our 
previous year's sales data to determine what we're going to do. And um, one thing that you you may or may not know is that FBA products sell two times to three times more um, than just regular merchant fulfilled products. So the more you know. So um, in other words, if you have, you know, a hundred listings of, of merchant fulfilled, let's just go with t-shirts. Sure. Or well, let's go with coffee mm-hmm. mugs because those are a little easier. T-shirts, t-shirts are a pain <laughs> in the butt in FBA because you have to consider size and you have color. to consider color. Yeah. But coffee mug, it's just a one product, you know, yeah. maybe it's two, maybe you have an 11 and a 15, but you can have an 11 that's FBA and you can have a 15 that's merchant fulfilled because the F because for whatever reason, the 11 sells better because maybe it's cheaper or whatever. The point is, is that if you are prime, if you're selling with the prime badge, a lot of people just go to Amazon. They'll say, only show me the prime because I want it to get it. I want to get it in two days. Yeah. And so they'll and especially when you get closer and closer to Christmas, that is a big, big feather in your cap. Yeah. Um, and so you, you all of a sudden become way more attractive to these buyers and so you can actually have an FBA listing for your 11 ounce, an FBM listing for your 11 ounce, an FBA listing for your 15 ounce, and an FBM listing for your. And so when you sell out, <laughs> you're still not out of it. Yeah. You still have your FBM yeah. listing there. Um, but that is a that's a pro tip right there. Yeah. You know, if you, if you haven't considered that, um, you know, and, and Walmart fulfillment service is very similar um, to FBA. Yeah. But yeah, it's I would highly recommend you consider and jump through whatever hoops you need to, to at least send a case of those coffee mugs to FBA, you know, of your best seller, because I almost guarantee they'll sell out. Almost guarantee it. If they're selling now, they have a track record on Amazon. Amazon's going to put them there. Then you you couple that with, you know, some 10 cent advertising for that particular product. Boom. It's gone. So highly consider that. That is probably my number one tip to anyone who's already currently selling on Amazon yeah, or Walmart for that matter. You can go uh, in the, again, the archives of episode six, selling on amazon.com to learn more about that process, what that might look like um, to, you know, get that FBA shipment sent in. The last thing I want to talk about on the list, is everyone's least favorite thing. Emotional damage. Do you have your bookkeeping figured out? Um, again, we've talked about cost of goods. We've talked about overhead expenses we, and you know, all those other things that you don't think about. You know, if you're doing production yourself, you know, staff, or even if you have VAs, those expenses of paying them, overhead expenses, cost of expenses, cost of goods, so on, so on and so forth. Yeah. Talk to a CPA before yeah. the end of the year. Um, for sure. For sure. Um, you know, yeah, like we've said, now is probably a borderline too late. <laughs> you need to be doing this very soon. Um, just to get an idea as you go into Q4, wh- how you can be reporting things or what they're going to be looking for, mm-hmm. kind of they'll give you ex- advice how to structure some stuff or, you know, go through QuickBooks with you or reconcile what you already have. Whatever that looks like, it's well worth your money um, yeah. to do that for sure. I would also say, um, you know, on the whole talk to CPA before the end of the year point. Um, even though December is like a crazy busy time, I would highly, 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 highly recommend you go, you schedule something for, you know, maybe the 15th or the 20th or sometime in there. So if you have made a profit with your, um, with your business and hopefully, hopefully by then you'll know if you have, (laughs) um, 
maybe there's, you know, something that you can get a write-off on. Maybe there's a piece of equipment you can buy. Maybe there's some things that you haven't considered and, and you need to actually make that purchase before the end of the calendar year for it to actually defer some of, or, or actually um, decrease, you know, your profits yeah. to where you don't have to pay as many, as many taxes. And yeah. that's what we all want. We don't want to pay taxes. So that's um, another gold nugget. Um, <laughs> absolutely schedule something with a CPA before the end of the year and just go in and say, Hey, here's my situation. Here's, you know, how much I've made and how much I feel like I'm going to make for the rest of the year. Um, how can I take advantage of some tax savings? Um, and that, yeah. you know, I mean, who doesn't want to, who wants to pay more taxes? Yeah. Who is that person? <laughs> Find me and I will, you show me the person who wants to pay more taxes and I will show you a liar. Mm-hmm. Good, sir. Okay. So you get nothing. Yeah, it seems to so, be what yeah, their strategy is. Yeah, seems that way. Paying for lots Eight, of stuff. 80, what is it, 89,000 more IRS agents? And, yeah, yeah so. that's great. It's exciting. <laughs> Tax money well spent. All right. All right. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, a lot of this, too, I think, was learned during 2020, right? Yep. During a lot of the, the you know, COVID era stuff and, and all that kind of stuff. So yep. it's... it's is is what it is yes yeah Yeah, i remember back uh do you remember like when first the lockdowns happened everybody was like trying to figure out what the heck to do and they were all bored out of our minds yeah i know and and so i remember going uh i went to walmart and i got i got a puzzle and it's actually hilarious that you bring that up because we actually finished the puzzle just here recently i was very excited because i was really proud of myself actually you know because On the box, it said three to five years, and it only took us two years. Time for the weekly dad joke. You guys think we're going to forget it every time. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> you heard last point, and you're like, wait a second. Where's the, where's the horrible groan-inducing dad joke? There you have it. Use it at your parties. Let us know how it goes over. And how many eye rolls that you get? Um, <laughs> anything else before we wrap up the episode? And in, in, in context to the the main event topic, yeah, I just um, you know, I just reiterate: now is the time. Um, I think last year, I don't remember what what year. See if see if you can click on that. What what time did we do that last year? We did it October. Yeah, in October. So you're welcome, Pranand Demandcast Universe Metaverse Metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's so important. Um, you really need to consider, uh, what's about to happen in your business <laughs> <laughs> because it's going to four to five X. I, I almost guarantee it. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. That's super exciting. But what does that mean for you and your sanity in kind of, you know, we were actually talking about, so you're now selling insurance, yes. Josiah, and, um, you've been in e-commerce for five, six years and you were telling me about a trip that you're planning on taking in December. And it's like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> you could have never done that no in any other year no until way. now, Yeah, you know, yeah, because you're true. not in the day to day grind. Yeah. So it's going to take up a lot of your time and you just need to know that before you go into it and yeah. plan for that. Yeah. That's funny that you mentioned that. Cause I think Jason and I, my father-in-law were talking, you know, a couple of weeks ago and we just, we both like, we're talking about holiday plans because we like to go to a play. We're here this year for Christmas. Last year we were at my, at my in Wyoming, mm-hmm. so we're talking about plans. And someone mentions like going on a to Indiana for something. And Jason and I both looked at each other, and at the same time we're like, 
we can actually we, do that. We can year. do that. <laughs> That's crazy. Because <laughs> it was either one or the other of us was getting an, a, the ability to go somewhere right. or, or most often or not. It was both of us staying here. So that's funny you say that because it's, it's very true. It's very true. <laughs> so, well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that this was helpful for you. Let us know if it was helpful. And yeah. the best way to do that, of course, is to join the Facebook group, pinonamancast.com slash Facebook post in the group. If you have a point of preparation that you think, um, you know, we should have hit, we had, you know, maybe we had points, you know, A through G, but you have preparation H, let us know. And we can go ahead and cover that on the next show for you guys. <laughs> and I don't uh, want to cover preparation H on the next show, Josiah. <laughs> That's a solo show, pal. <laughs> we'll have them on. Well, you'll be the guest, and you can tell us all about preparation H and how, on the whole, you feel good about it. Um, so. <laughs> so <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> Oh, anyway, so yeah, let us know. Live to uh, tape, baby. Live yeah. to tape. <laughs> let us know uh, what you guys are thinking. If this was helpful for you guys, com slash Facebook is the best way to do that. And of course, wherever there are podcasts, the podcast is there for your listening pleasure. And if you happen to be listening on the Apple Podcast app, uh, please leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show, your favorite dad joke, your favorite piece of information whatever it is that you want to tell us, but that helps the algorithms and helps us get in front of the right people who need this information much like yourselves. So uh, anything else, Travis, before we send it on? I think, I think you just finalized it with your little soliloquy there. (laughs) As always. (laughs) Loved it. All right. Well, for Travis, I'm Josiah. We'll see you next time right here on the print on demand cast. See ya. Hey, babe, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the Totally Tubular show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Want to be wicked nice? Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next time for sure. Preparation H doesn't sponsor this show. Well, they should after that.